When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoker, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. All right, so what is the mystery today? Steve, um, I think maybe we should solve the mystery of who we are, because... I, you know, I don't think our listeners know a lot about us. That's true. We are a mystery. Yeah, we are a mystery. So <laughs> today's mystery is us. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> you know, something I bet a lot of people don't know is that you are my nephew. Yes, I am your nephew. That's right. That's right. And a nephew doing this. Yes. You were very young when I was born, though. I I was. Yeah. I was. So you're... Uh, you're how old you are want you to take now? A guess now? 43. 40, 43. Yes, 43. And I'm 58. So, yeah. yeah. 16 years old? 43, 58. Yeah, you're almost not old enough to be my son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I wanted people to know more about you because, Steve, you have had so many interesting hobbies over the years. Right. When you were in high school, you took cooking, and you wanted to be a chef. Yes, I wanted to be a chef, became a restaurant manager. and Yeah, so you kind of fulfilled that dream, in, at least going into the restaurant field. Yes, absolutely. You were a restaurant manager and a really darn good cook. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nobody can make a turkey as moist as you. That's you right. have such a technique for yeah. making turkeys Thank moist. Thank you. <laughs> and they can be very dry. Yes, they can. Another thing that uh, was really fun, you were a storm chaser. You loved weather. Yes. And there, were, there was a time when anybody in the family, if you want to know if there was severe weather going on and you wanted to know what was going on, you didn't turn on the Weather Channel. You went to Steve's Facebook page <laughs> and he was explaining everything. Right. Yeah, I even uh, took video of the tornado above my mom's apartment in Barberton and the Barberton Herald put it on their that's right yeah, put it on their feet. so you were a published storm chaser. that's right i shouldn't say tornado because it didn't hit the ground well it hit the ground uh, in uniontown after i think so it dropped yeah but oh, it that, was a funnel caught at that time i remember that event yeah, yeah that was a pretty big deal yeah. i wasn't even storm chasing at that time i was taking my nieces and nephews my sister autumn hey our kids and my kids over to their grandma's house and that's when we and came that. across it yeah wow and you're a father of six. You've got a blended family. You are literally, literally 
the Brady Bunch. Yes, three boys, three girls. I have two boys and a girl, and she has two girls and a boy. So. And their ages are probably really close to what the <laughs> Brady are. Bunch was at that's the time. Right. Yeah. So excellent. That's very cool. So you're super busy, and currently, you uh, last year you started a brand new job, a right. brand new adventure in your life. Yep. You became a, a summit. Metro bus driver. That's right, Metro bus driver. That's you know, awesome. I love it. It's fantastic. Meet a lot of people. It's it's great. You're perfectly suited for that because, I mean, if you're a bus driver, you have to be kind and patient and interested in people. And I remember you telling me when you were doing the training, you part of the training was trying to put the drivers into the shoes of their customers so they could see the kind of hectic you know, really hard lives a lot of their customers had so that they could have that sympathy or empathy with them. Yeah. There's a lot of transit systems out there that people take for, just like around Chicago, go around downtown, you know, see the sights. But, you know, here in Akron, a lot of people take it to get to their job back and forth. It's very important that we understand some people just have bad days. Yeah. And that's when I heard that, that the that Metro did that with its new drivers. I was really moved by that. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think, what a perfect job for you. Right. Because you Absolutely. Are that, that's you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I know you. I'm a reporter. I like to find out about other people. <laughs> right. I do not like talking about myself. Well, what made you want to get in there, journalism? You know, I wanted to be a sports writer. Really? Yeah. Okay. And when I was in high school, I was the assistant sports editor for our, uh, the Barberton High School uh, magician. And so I went to Kent State University to get my journalism degree. And I found out there were so many more interesting things to write about than ball games. And yeah. before I left uh, the university and got my degree, I was... Um, uh, determined to write about everything else. One so. of the facts that I find most interesting about you is you were a very shy person. So I getting was. into journalism is a kind of a weird choice for somebody who's It shy. was. As a matter of fact, I got a scholarship to school, and to get the scholarship, they wanted you to go through some tests with a psychologist so that you're aware. I mean, they're not going to tell you not to do something that you want to do, but they want to make sure that you're aware of your abilities. And after the tests, he wrote and said, um, journalism is not the field that I should get into. I'm too introverted, uh-huh. and um, but I'm highly organized, and I should do something like air traffic control. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like determined not to let that stop me. And after I left high school, high school is a whole different world. When you become an adult, it's you know, it's freeing. And I felt absolutely free not to be shy anymore and just loved being a journalist. So So you started at the Akron Beacon Journal, but it took a little bit to get there. Um, Yeah, I I did uh, part-time with the Beacon Journal, freelance stuff. Yeah, while I freelanced with other things like UPI, United Press International, and some other local papers. And then got hired uh, full-time in 1991 and... Uh, finished out my career with them, retiring uh, just last year. That's fantastic. So, yeah. All right, so one of the things I always bring up is you're an award-winning journalist, and I know you are you don't like really bragging, but tell us some of the, what is your favorite award? <laughs> what is your favorite awards that you received? I, 
I would say my favorite awards came in the very last year of my career. I was named one of the top three reporters in Ohio by all three large journalism associations in Ohio, the Associated Press, the Society for Professional Journalists, and the Cleveland Press Club. And to have that kind of recognition toward the end of a career, that was a really big deal for me. Right, that's like going out on top there. It it was. (laughs) You know, I mean, I had received lots of awards throughout my career, but to think that I was still, like you said, feeling like I was at the top of my game when I also felt it was the end of my career. I, You know, that that was a good, yeah, those were my favorites. <laughs> well, now you have a new career. I do, and it's your fault because <laughs> when I retired, you called me and said, congratulations on your retirement. We're going to do a podcast. That's right. I did not tell her that I bought the podcast equipment before I actually asked her. I bought it thinking, yeah, I want to do a podcast with Paula, but... She's so busy, you know, so I held on to it for about a month and I was about to ask her and I saw it pop up on your Facebook. I'm retiring. And I was like, this is this is what it was meant to be. I, yeah. you, I, if you remember, you did not have to twist my arm. That's right. She said, well, you, the first answer you gave me was, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know, for me, it was an opportunity to keep telling stories and keep sharing information, which is what I've done my whole life. And now I just don't get paid for it. But I take so much enjoyment out of the hours I spend researching these cases, knowing that we're doing something to keep them alive, keep them in the public eye. And who knows, maybe someday something we do will will lead to a little slice of information that might solve something. Yes, I mean, that's that obviously why everything. we're here. Yeah. And you get a lot of email. We, she she gets more fan email than I do about her, her writing, and it's fantastic. It's good feedback, and obviously you're still on top of your game because a lot of people out there love your stories. Our listeners are amazing. It took so long for me to get used to my voice, and I still do not think I have a voice for this at all, but... <laughs> Our listeners have been amazing. It has been so wonderful and rewarding, just the the kind comments that the people have given us. And it makes it worth it. It makes me want to sit down and get ready to write the next one. (laughs) Excellent. All right, well, that's it for our midweek 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and may all of your mysteries... Have happy endings. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.